Arsenio. Welcome back to the Arsenio Buck Show. Oh, of course. No, I'm sorry. Welcome back to Arsenio's ESL Podcast. I can't believe I butchered that one. That is so funny because I'm so used to making all these different podcasts for different platforms. Nonetheless, man, it is your boy Arsenio, and I'm here with a little bit of developing writing today. It's a little bit of discussion on how to give great advice. This is just a nice little sneak peek because what I want to teach you guys is how to write an informal letter of advice. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to read something out, and then we're going to discuss whether or not this is good advice. So I have a nice little article for you guys, and so here I am. I'm going to read this with the necessary thought groups that I've been teaching you guys, or of course, you guys have probably been seeing on my Instagram. So let's get into this. Quote, a lot of our daily conversations involve giving and getting advice. We advise each other all the time about films to see, places to eat, events to go on, and so on. Most of the time, we probably don't even realize we're doing it. But are these kinds of advice effective? Do people actually use the advice they get? Research shows that the most effective form of advice is providing information about something rather than simply recommending what to do or not to do. And if that information comes with the reason for taking a particular action, we're even more likely to do it. So, pretty interesting, huh? So, I mean, if we actually look at this, I'm going to even tell you uh, about this text. Uh, not in number one, I'm probably gonna tell you about this one over here. So I'm gonna give you uh, uh, an email, an informal email of what this girl, said to this specific student about uh, being a first year student, okay? And this is of course being abroad for some of you who are actually going abroad. So let's hear her advice and the advice she gives her. She says, hi Danny, thank you so much for your email. What fantastic news that you've got a place at uni. Uni, of course, university. You must be over the moon. Now remember I taught you that one, over the moon meaning really excited. And of course, I'm really excited that you will only be an hour away from me by train and that we can meet up more often. Anyway, in your email, you asked for some advice about your life at uni, and I'm only too happy to give you some tips based on my experiences up to now. So first things first, you have to look after yourself. Getting takeaways too often isn't great for your health or your student budget. So learn how to make your favorite meals. Chances are it'll be easier for you, it'll be easier than you think. Talking about money, you shouldn't stress about it too much. Obviously, but all the same, it's definitely a good idea to work out how much you have to spend on food and rent and how much is left for having fun. So try your best to set a budget and stick to it. One thing I learned was to make the most of Freshers Week. That's the event where new students get to know each other because this is when you make friendships for life. The university has probably already emailed you a list of reading for your course. Might be a good idea to get started on this before you arrive because to be honest, it'll really help you manage your workload. You might be lucky enough to find a group on social media for people on the same course as you or find social networks for student clubs you're interested in. 
It's a great way to link up with like-minded people. At the end of the day, remember that the most important thing is to enjoy your big adventure. By the way, I've heard that Georgia got a place at Sheffield University, whatever that means. So we'll be really close to each other. Give me a call when you're settled in, won't you? And we can arrange a get-together. A get-together meaning they will get together uh, in terms of meeting up. And of course, won't you is very interesting. That's an interesting question tag because again, that is, uh, you're indicating that you will, uh, will they get in touch with you in the future? So with that being said, is that good advice? So think about some good advice that you've been given for learning English. For learning English. Let's focus on that. Ask yourself, of course, if that's good advice in general, but also ask yourself, hey, you know what? What kind of advice have I been given for learning English? Because when I learned Spanish in uh, high school, this was uh, the 10th grade and the 11th grade, okay? Sophomore year, junior year, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, I'm completely mistaken. 11th grade and 12th grade. So junior and senior year, I learned Spanish. I remember learning Spanish with this Russian teacher. His name was Mr. Ostroumov. He claimed that he was actually Mexican. But with that last name, you can't fool me. Nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, he was so funny. He was awesome. He was great. And then he left. He went to being a dean or something like that, a dean of academics. And so then we ended up getting stuck with this lady by the name of Mrs. Phoenix. If Mrs. Phoenix is listening to this, I must say I apologize. I apologize for my foolishness and I apologize for my disobedience. You were a wonderful teacher. However, with the essence of learning the language, it wasn't your fault that you could only speak from the book out loud in front of us and you didn't have the attention of any of us because we didn't do class activities. Not only that, but she was, she was very tolerant of my misbehavior. And so I'll give you a nice little prefix, misbehavior or misbehave, misbehavior. I don't know if that's a word, but I just created it. And she was very, very down to earth. But her, her accent wasn't up to par. Her being a Spanish teacher, I expect her to have at least, you know, to, to, to speak it clearly, you know, correctly. But for example, a cassette tape is called a casetera in Spanish. She would say casetera. She would literally use the English accent with Spanish words. And that completely defeats the purpose of the language itself. So I do hope that she at least tried to you know, uh, improve her accent and whatnot. But in those two years, I had Senora Hatch, right? This is Mrs. Hatch. She was my 12th grade teacher before she ended up being the dean or the principal of a school that uh, ironically and coincidentally, my girlfriend, ex-girlfriend from 10 years ago, her, her brother got RPC'd or suspended from school for something or gotten a, he got a bad grade. I forgot what it was. But then I said, hey, so who's the lady that suspended you? They told me. And I'm like, oh, my God, that was my teacher in 12th grade back at Rancho High School. Of course, this was all in Las Vegas. But nonetheless, in those two years, I learned nothing. It, was, it wasn't bad because, of course, we weren't in the technology, you know, technological world. It was only 2006. I had nothing. We barely had TVs in class. It was terrible. Now this world is amazing. So you guys are very, very grateful. If you're young right now, you should be very grateful. You should be very thankful. But nonetheless, 
four years fast forward, I went into my, uh, what are my classes? What's the class? Ah, my Spanish class in college. We had online activities. We had things that we could speak into. We had uh, a lot of different things. And most importantly, we enjoyed learning versus what I did back in high school. So this lady would come in, she would speak to us in English, but she would, you know, explain to us a lot of different things in Spanish. And honestly, what's so amazing about Las Vegas and me going now, of course, Arizona, man, going to, you know, school out there was amazing. But Las Vegas, I just felt like towards the end of the semester in most classes that weren't really serious, like communications in Spanish class, if the teacher allowed you, you ended up creating such an amazing bond with these students and they were just fire. They would be fire. Just amazing because the classes would be literally comedy sessions. I remember my communications class. I knew this guy by the name of Geraldo, if I'm not mistaken. Extremely gifted in writing. Absolutely. Um, and, but he was, he was so funny. Oh, my God. Then there was another funny guy. And then there was a, oh my, it, it was just a comedy class. So by the time I took, you know, my last classes and whatnot, you know, Spanish class, I remember there was this uh, African-American, there was another Mexican guy, of course, trying to get an easy grade. It was so funny. Uh, there was a Chinese foreign exchange student. Uh, and then there was this girl from Alabama. And then there's this other, you know, Caucasian kid in there who was really, really funny. And you know what? We would just have an absolute blast in there. And I'm very, very, uh, you know, I kicked myself in the ass because I didn't finish that class for whatever reason. Of course, complacency. And then I realized my grades were going down, so I hurry up and dropped them. But, guys, that's the best way to learn a language, by living it, by experiencing it, and by enjoying it. I learned more in those two months in that Spanish class in college than I did in my previous two years in high school. Why? Because I loved it. I wasn't taught to sit down and hold my, you know, raise my hand when I was told to do so. Uh-uh. We went in there guns flailing and I learned more. And I even told my mom, I said, you speak to me only in Spanish. She said, okay. And so that's the essence of learning. What kind of advice have you been given? What was effective? Ask yourself. So guys, with that being said, how to give great advice. You know, my advice is the best. It might not be the best for a lot of you out there. But I could only tell from experience because now I am a teacher, more of a, I guess you could say trainer, a coach, entrepreneur in general, speaker, public speaker, obviously, and a lot of other things. And I could only tell from experience and learning all the things that I've learned, personal development and how, how, how you know, in tune I am with myself compared to the years in past, years of past and whatnot, that <sighs> it's been an amazing ride. And so that's why I'm so grateful because I realized the essence of learning is having that passion behind it. So what is your passion? With that being said, guys, we have a question to answer tonight. I'm your host. Stay tuned for more. Lots of writing coming up on my Patreon. You make sure you tune in over there. I'm your host as always, as I just repeated, over and out.